really condensed, thrilling, exciting version of Carmen. What's coming up at the Stables Theatre? I'm Stuart Bailey and I'm talking about Becoming Carmen. Becoming Carmen is a new work being produced and performed by a new locally based company, Prologue Opera. I met Anthony Form, one of the co-founders, to hear a little about the show, about its prologue where songs from a range of musical styles help us understand the backstory to the key characters from the opera. Then, in part two, sit back and enjoy a fast-paced, abridged version of Carmen, the opera everyone knows and loves. And Anthony also tells us about the exciting plans that he and co-founder Selena Bridge have for the development of prologue opera. Becoming Carmen is coming to the stables between 8th and 12th of November. It's something a bit new, so what can people expect to see? I think people can expect to see an interesting take on a classic. What we have done is we have taken Carmen, um, Bizet's original opera, and um, abridged the entire opera down to about an hour or so. Those that know Carmen will think, well, how have they done that? It's four acts. It's four acts, exactly. We've cut the chorus out, um, and we've also cut a couple of the principal characters out. Um, But what we have now is a really condensed, thrilling, exciting version of Carmen that keeps all the major tunes in that people know and love, um, and still keeps true to the story of Carmen. When Selena and I originally spoke about this abridged version, we were going to present it with a collection of French and Spanish songs. And we started to think, well, perhaps this cabaret, in effect... Because the cabaret is the the first act of of, of your... Originally, it was going to be just like a cabaret or a gala of of, of song. Um, So we started to think, well, maybe this cabaret, whatever it will be, could lead the audience into the opera. Um, We got the director on board, Eleanor Strutt, and we started, three of us, talking about how we could lead the audience in to the opera. And that's where the prologue um, was born. In that this first act isn't just a cabaret. It's a telling of the backstories of the principal characters. Um, who they are, their motivations. Why um, Carmen is who she is. Why she will never be the slave to another man. Why Don Jose is a bit of a psychopath. Um, those stories come out in the prologue and we've knitted them together with dialogue and also some music from other genres. So we've got a number of musical theatre pieces in there. Um, We've got a a bit of a a jazzy number. Um, These are pre-existing songs. What we've done is recontextualise them to help build these backstories of these characters. So, for example, um, Don Jose... Uh, my character in the opera, he is waiting for something. He doesn't know what. He is. He feels he's entitled to it, but he's just waiting for something and looking for something. And suddenly he walks into this tavern and he sees this girl and he thinks, is this what I'm looking for? And so the song we thought was quite appropriate was Something's Coming um, from West Side Story. 
um, because um, he doesn't quite know what is coming, but something potentially good. However, the way I perform it is a lot more aggressive and a lot more entitled. So people might listen to that song when they come and see the show and think, I know that, but I don't. So we have recontextualized certain pieces and threaded them into um, a first act of about um, 30 to 40 minutes. It's, it's really quite short, but it really gives the audience an insight into who these characters could be. So by the start of the opera, they understand who they are. They might like them, they might hate them, but it really gives the audience a, a different lens to look through something classic like Carmen. It's, it's a fascinating idea because with any plays, operas, just, we, we meet the characters at a particular point mm. and the idea of going back and doing some work about why they are at that point in their lives is it, it's, it's, it's fascinating. Exactly and that's what we were so excited about, the, the unique selling point, the USP of the company that um, we're really interested in presenting these characters as everyday people as flawed characters, as people with a past, people have made mistakes before. And we want to show audiences that opera as an art form is about real life, is about real emotions, is about real events. And although we've set our um, Carmen in the 1920s pre-revolutionary Spain, um, it's not contemporary, um, but the feelings and uh, the, the, the desires, the betrayals, the, the emotions that everyone goes through, they are contemporary emotions. So we wanted to show audiences that actually a night out at the opera, which does have connotations even if you say the phrase, a night out at the opera can just be a night out. We want to entertain audiences and opera shouldn't be any different to going to the West End, to going to the cinema, to going to the pub. It should just be um, uh, an entertaining, engaging night out. Because some people do tend to regard opera as being perhaps a little inaccessible. Yeah, absolutely. And people don't really consider it um, when they uh, when they want to go out for a night out. And that's what we would like to, in our small way at the moment, change. The accessibility thing can be down to many things. It can be down to ticket price. It can be down to language. It can just be down to preformed ideas. Um, the ticket prices at the stables are very, very reasonable. The um, language, we're doing everything in English, a fantastic translation by Christopher Cowell, and it's the same translation that English National Opera use. The prologue is also all in English, so it's very accessible. Hopefully people come along and they watch this prologue, it's dialogue, it's musical theatre, it's things people understand, and then suddenly you're watching an opera. And I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I like opera. So it's a... In a way, it's an easing in for an audience. Touching on the on Carmen itself, so the, the, the opera that people will know as Carmen, mm. the four, four acts in its original form, you've condensed it down to an hour. Mm. How challenging was that? Or, or where did the idea come to, to, to do that? Well, um, Selena actually had done an abridged version of Carmen. I've seen one before too. It's taken a lot of work to get the score to a certain place that makes sense um, for an audience and for the people performing it. Because we've lost one of the characters called Michaela, um, who represents the home life that he should have had, the village life, the sweet local girl that he should have married. Now, 
in my humble opinion, I might get slandered for this, but I'm not entirely sure you need an entire aria, as beautiful as Michaela's aria is, I'm not sure you need an entire aria, a duet, and all the rest of it to represent that idea. And I, I don't know who I heard this from, but there's a rumour that Bizet never actually wrote Michaela into the original anyway. There was a big hoo-ha that there was an opera that Bizet wrote, and it was all about a mezzo, and there was no soprano. So he was like, okay, fine. And so he wrote in Michaela to represent this life that Don Jose should have had. So I don't think we're doing Bizet any disservice, perhaps. There's a couple of the smugglers that we've cut, but we still are keeping the story of Carmen in its, in its entirety. We've just nipped and tucked mm. certain sections, but we've absolutely made sure that the story flows through. Your company, the Prologue Opera Company, is, is, is a relatively new one. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is first time for this show as well. Where did the idea for the company come from? And, and what are your plans or hopes or ambitions for the future? So the idea came when Selena and I first chatted about this abridged version and how we could um, make it engaging for, for an audience with another half. And the idea of prologuing an opera came by. We thought no one else does it this way. It's quite a unique way of doing it. People update productions, people predate productions. I've, even, I've seen a predated Bohème to the Elizabethan times, which was interesting. But no one really thinks about, not no one actually, that's not, that's not true. In the work in a rehearsal room, people do think about uh, their backstory and what motivates them. But, no, but you don't show that. You take the piece and you perform the piece. So what we wanted was to really show an audience that these people are like they are because of this. No one turns up on stage and is this really strong character and you look at her and you think, well, how did you become that? And you look at Don Jose and he's a bit twitchy and he's a bit of a psychopath and you think, well, what's happened to you? Audiences will ask this question and so we are showing them, in our opinion, what's brought them to this stage at the beginning of the opera and then the opera happens. So that's where the idea of prologue came from. In terms of our plans, we've been very lucky to be supported by the Fairlight Arts Trust um, uh, and some private donors um, as well as other foundations who are interested in our educational outreach work. Next year, we're hoping to do some school workshops in in the Hastings and St. Lens area. Um, We're also um, in talks with um, another local foundation about a week-long sit-in project um, in their theatre. Next year, we'll be more focused on the education side of things and developing um, future shows because we do have future becoming ideas. And is this about making the arts and opera and theatre more accessible? You talk about taking it into schools and Mm. the educational element of it. Mm. Is that about making things more accessible? Absolutely. I think on the continent, people grow up with it in their ears. And and in Germany, there's so many houses per state. It's, it's It's part of their blood. And people don't think anything really of going to the opera or listening to opera but in this country it's considered very much a a special thing an inaccessible thing it's only for the rich it's only for the people who know about the canon it's absolutely not you can hear opera in your front garden in your school on the streets in a theater 
So it's very much about making people see that opera is an art form that has so many different elements, design, music, language, poetry, performance. It has so much to give if people just give it a chance. Mm. As performers ourselves, it's really, it's really exciting to get underneath the skin of these characters and that informs your performance in the actual opera. In terms of your background and Selena's background, yeah. I mean, where, where have you come from? What, what's brought you to this point in your career? I met Selena years ago in a production um, for Eiford Arts, I think it was, um, and we kept in touch. And then when I moved down here, um, she said that she lived locally, and we got in touch, and we just chatted about various performance opportunities. I've got to a point in my career where I have performed for a number of um, uh, major UK opera companies, which is great. I'm still performing myself and still trying to get work, but um, I've always wanted to produce my own show and I've always wanted to try and make something like this happen. It's been a hell of a lot of work. There's been you know, things I'm still learning every day, but we've got to um, uh, a great point in the period where we're now actually just rehearsing and focusing on producing as best a performance as we all can. And I think it will be a really enjoyable evening for, um, uh, for everyone that comes along. And a facility like the Stables, sort of rooted in its community, mm. is, is that important or does that make what you're trying to achieve easier? Absolutely, yeah. The fact that the Stables Theatre is ultimately a community theatre was really attractive to me. I did um, a charity performance here a number of months ago, and it was sold out. Um, and that's purely because people want to come and support the Stables. The Stables has a real feeling of history of who's performed here. And so many, so many amateur and semi-professional companies have also performed here. And sometimes people, I think maybe snub that fact, but actually the lifeblood of theatre in this country isn't often in the big companies, it's very much in the small companies and the amateur companies. I started off in an Amdram company, and it's very much comes through there. The performers and people's first exposure to theatre is often at amateur level or at panto or something like that. And the stables has that community family feeling to it. And so when I initially um, approached Neil, the artistic director of the Stables Theatre, he was absolutely keen on getting a professional company in to produce something like this and has been wonderfully accommodating. The technical staff here have been amazing and they've made my job a hell of a lot easier. So I'm very thankful to the Stables and I hope it delivers what they want as much as I do. You can see Becoming Carmen at the Stables Theatre on November the 8th, 9th, 11th and 12th.